So the final 2.9 seconds inbounded to Des Cambridge. Launches from backcourt. Oh! Got it! He made it! Oh! He made it! He made it! Knocks down a three from backcourt, and the Sun Devils have won it. The Sun Devils have won it on a desperation three-pointer from Des Cambridge. <laughs> Incredible. Let's go. Nothing but net from about 60 feet away for Des Cambridge. Oh, my goodness. That is Tim Healy with Kyle Dodd in the background. <laughs> Welcome to State of the Sun Devils alongside Jesse Morrison and Jake Anderson. I'm Jeremy Schnell. Um, the miracle at McHale is what they're calling it. Um, I will say that's so. What we're, that's what we're calling it. The, the that's shot, what, yeah, that's what, that's what right, we're calling right. it. Um, yes. Right. So I will say the shot was made in Tucson, but Desmond Cambridge Jr. took that from Tempe. Yeah, that was from the Sparky logo <laughs> at Desert Financial Arena for sure. And it wasn't a bank, like it was pure. Yeah, like that's what made it so. Like, oh my, like it was. It was just. I I, I still can't believe they won that game. Like they were it's down. Unbelievable. By, ten. They were down by ten. ten. In the second half. Ten points. How many minutes did U of A go without scoring? Six and a half. So they they scored. They didn't score a field goal. They hit free throws. Right? Yeah. So they went six and a half minutes without scoring, and ASU went on a sixteen-five run. <laughs> so. It got them back in the game, and then Pella Larson hit the two. Um, who was it? DJ Horn shot the three after the timeout, missed. And then Omar Balo, and we were talking about this live, he misses the first one, and we're kind of like, you should miss this second one, right? And then, because TV is behind, we're watching on sat broadcast, and we're, and we're seeing it say that he missed, or that he made the second free throw, and I say to Jeremy, like, huh, maybe, maybe they can get a three off. But I still didn't think that... I still didn't think they were going to be able to to pull that out. Here's the thing. Desmond Cambridge Jr. is like the most confident dude in the world when taking shots. Yeah, dude, they got big coconuts. And so, <laughs> and so, um, you know, I feel like he probably was like, yeah, I'm going to make this. And it went in. Definitely. And there you, and there you go. And it's the miracle of McHale. It's unbelievable. Here we are now. It's unbelievable. It's just like, I thought this game, in, in the first half when I was watching it, I was like, oh, man, U of A is just keeping pace with this ASU uh, offensive attack that was unusually uh, strong as Jeremy drops a helmet there. Um, it, yeah, an unusually strong uh, ASU offense in the first half. And it was just like a battle of like 58% scoring or something like that. And then uh, ASU does the thing in the second half where I was like, oh, oh my gosh, here it goes. Uh, they were, they did the offense that was just like, you know, you've seen their offense trail off at the end of games, and it was looking like that again. At one point, they were shooting like 42% in the second half, but then U of A also went cold. And there you go. And ASU was just able to kind of hang around enough, and then they had some luck on their side. I, Jake, and we were talking about this because uh, I got to the office a little bit, like five minutes after halftime, um, to watch the end of the game with you guys. And... Um, we were talking about this when I got in. When Ballo, or not when Ballo, when Tubelis picked up his third, I thought that ASU would just go right at him, right? And they did kind of in that little pick and roll situation with, with Washington, but it kind of made it so that Tubelis switched off. So I thought, you know, if you keep going to Warren Washington on plays over and over again, Tubelis isn't going to want to pick up that fourth foul. 
Um, it didn't end up mattering at the end of the game, but it's something that ASU can learn from in the future because they saw that they could get anything inside toward the end of the game once you get those two bigs into foul trouble. I, I think the whole you know, construction of the offense is, is, is obviously tailored to the perimeter, and I think we saw another big a game with a big free throw disparity, right? And I, and I think that's the exact point is, is they got most of their free throws, they, what they finished with 10, but they got them at the end of the game. And they, they don't attack the basket, and, 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 and obviously with Balo and Tubelas, who are both freaks, like, that's just, that's <laughs> yeah. just they're, they're... They're both probably going to be in the NBA at this time oh, next year. Oh, 100%. Yes. Um, Might be lottery picks, both of them. But, yeah. the, but the fact that, you know, they were able to take advantage of that, and, and we were talking that we thought this was going to end up being, like, the last U of A game and, like, the UCLA game, where the offense has a really good game, but it can't hold that level for a full 40. But yeah. they did it today. And and we thought they were sputtering out at the end, right? Because there was a... U of A went on a three-minute field goal list streak. And ASU went on a two-minute field goal list streak within that span. Right. And we were saying, oh, like that was the opportunity where you can either take a lead and extend it or a cut back. But I didn't... I mean, dude, six and a half minutes without a field goal for... for U of A, like Crazy. that's at home, <laughs> like that's on like it like just like w- w- how upset we were about ASU's end of the Colorado game at home. Yeah, like U of A should be just as pissed at themselves. Like you 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 can't go six and a half minutes without a field goal at home. But in this situation, you can't say that U of A lost this game or ASU took this game away from U of A. It's kind of a mixture of both, right? Because, like, you, you can look yeah. at teams like U of A, they'll, like, shoot themselves in the foot at home sometimes and what, whatever. Like, teams like that will, will lose games, not necessarily the other team comes and takes it. But I feel like it was kind of a mixture of both, where U of A shot themselves in the foot and ASU took advantage. Statistically, this game was dead even. Like, right. if you took away the Except score... Except for the free throws. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, if you take away the score and just look at the stats, like, ASU was 54 to 51%. From 3, 39 to 42 and then from the free throw line, sixty to sixty-eight, assists are pretty even, twenty-three to sixteen. I mean, it, like you said, it, it was a it was a back and forth, very exciting game from start to finish. And I'm again, I'm just astounded not only that they won in the in, in the manner that they won, but when they were down ten, I thought that was it. I thought, oh, this is this is UCLA all over again. I just want to give Warren Washington some credit because yes. down the stretch. He's a below 70% free throw shooter on the season. Warren Washington at the 315 mark down the stretch hit two big free throws after being fouled. Uh, didn't miss one there on that sequence. And then he made a layup to give the Sun Devils 85. So, or yeah, no, to give the Sun Devils 86, actually. Um, so yeah, Warren Washington, and he played with a lot of foul trouble and did not foul out in the game. So, it, you know, Warren Washington, hats off to him. He played a really good game. You've got to c- contain the U of A bigs. I don't really think he necessarily did, but he didn't foul out, which is what you need from... You need the size just to be there, at least in general. Again, we are live here at our new podcast studio. Jake Anderson, Jesse Morrison, myself, Jeremy Schnell for State of the Sun Devils Reaction Podcast to the miracle at McHale in Tucson. And Desmond Caber Jr. took that shot from Tempe and made it in Tucson. Again, here's the call from uh, Tim Healy, and you can hear Kyle Dodd screaming in the background. 
real quick. We'll play it one more time. So the final 2.9 seconds inbounded to Des Cambridge. Launches from backcourt. Oh! He made it! Oh! He made it! He made it! Cambridge knocks down a three from backcourt, and the Sun Devils have won it! The Sun Devils have won it on a desperation three-pointer from Des Cambridge! Incredible! Let's go! Nothing but net from about 60 feet away for Des Cambridge! Oh my goodness! Do you guys want to tell the story about how like, we found out that he actually made it? Jake did. Okay. So. <laughs> no, did you, did you? Yeah, we found out from, well, we found out. We found out from Lauren. Yeah. Technically. Our, yeah. our coworker, Lauren Koval. Yeah. Told us. Yeah, she's our, she's she, a producer. She walks out and kind or... of nonchalantly says, he hit it from half court and we're like, what? It, the thing is, is the, <laughs> so the television is like a good, I don't know, 20 seconds behind yeah, that broadcast. Yeah, here especially. Like, it, so we, when we're watching the live stats that are being put in you know, at the game like, right. or Twitter, like on TweetDeck, like you can see everything well before. So when Lauren came out, like she said that before StatCast had it, before Twitter was freaking out. So it was just like... She must have just heard the call immediately, right? And just came and and let us know. It was like it was a probably good thirty seconds, forty seconds before, before we saw it. Before we saw that, um, I think it was Henderson made the free throw. Before we saw that, Tomar Balo, huh? Balo at the end. No, because Balo got hurt, and they put Henderson in to take the free throws. Oh, Henderson was shooting. Yes. Oh yeah, that's yes. right. Yep. No, Balo was shooting. No, because he came out. He was hurt, so Henderson had to take the free throws. It just says that, yeah. Is that when ASU gets to choose then? Yeah, and so they cho- wow. they chose Henderson. Got it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that is what happened at the end of the game. There, um, he missed the first, right? Missed the first, made the second. Right, and we were saying he should have missed the second. You definitely try to miss the second. You think so? I think the first. I mean, the first is is the first doesn't matter if you well if you make it maybe try to make the second. Just throw a baseball pass at the backboard. Well, if it doesn't hit the rim. Yeah, it has to hit the rim. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, like, try to miss it. Like, getting a rebound and having to throw that thing to full court, <laughs> like, that's impossible. I mean, I'm not going to say impossible anymore after today, but. Well, we've seen this range from Des before. Well, here's which, my- which game was it that he made the shot at ha- before halftime? Was it the UCLA game? It, because he no. made it from beyond half court, right? No, it was. I, I, can't, I think it was the UCLA I, No, game. UCLA was a UCLA player. I would I would have to go back. For and some look. reason, I want to say San Francisco, but it was not no. San Francisco. Was, no one hit a shot that game. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Des was playing. He at wasn't. San play, yeah, he was out that That's game. That's right. Wasn't feeling well. I'm on it. You guys talk. Okay. <laughs> now my question now is: Obviously, you play UCLA and you play USC now on Thursday and Saturday, respectively. Where are we at? I don't, none of us thought this this game was going to end up in an ASU win. Where are we at now, in our at least in our predictions of where this team is in terms of what needs to be done to get into the tournament? Obviously, if you win your your conference tournament, you're in. Yeah, for sure. But assuming that doesn't happen in this prediction, what do they need to do against UCLA, USC, and whoever they may play in the first two rounds if they win the, or have a bye? Three scenarios, in my opinion. First of which is they beat UCLA or they play well at UCLA and they beat USC, right? Or they they 
beat us or pl- beat UCLA, play well at USC, and then they go to the Pac-12 tournament and win a couple games. That's my first scenario. Second scenario, obviously, is I, winning I, the Pac-12. I do need to preface when you say win a couple games. Does that mean that they have a bye and win two? Yeah, I think, I think they're going to th- get a bye. They're yeah. pretty much solidified with that now. Well, that's my my point with that is is if they do have a bye and they're going to win two games, that means they have to beat U of A or UCLA again. If they have a bye, if they have a bye, right. and to, yeah. in order to win two games, because the two wins would get you to the final of the Pac twelve tournament. Here's my scenario. Okay, okay, okay. Well, let me f- let me finish mine first. Okay, okay let, let me let me just restart here. Okay. One of two games next week, with the other one being a close contest. Two wins in the Pac twelve tournament. That's one. Number two is you went out in the regular season, Pac-12 tournament doesn't matter. Um, number three is you win the Pac-12 tournament. Those are, my th- those are my three scenarios for how they get in. Here's my scenario. Ready? They have to win two more games this season. Doable. I, don't care. I don't care how. Doable. I don't, know. I don't care where. If they win two more games this season, I think they're in. <sighs> if they win one... if So... In your scenario that they beat UCLA and lose close to USC, I don't think they even have to lose. Or the other way around. I don't even, look, I don't, if they beat UCLA, I don't think they even have to lose close to USC. (laughs) I think they're in if they even get blown out by USC after, after, after beating U of A and UCLA. Back to back. Back to back. On the road. I think they're in. Oh. (sighs) I think they're in. What's funny is the, there's some bad losses though. Matchup wise, like, it's hard to say, like, oh, I don't, I don't want to make it sound like, oh, UCLA is not, a, like, UCLA is a top five team in the country for a reason. We saw it. But matchup-wise, I don't think ASU matches up with USC well at all with their size. Like, I, I understand they just beat a team who has size, but, like, how often is, is ASU able to produce like this offensively? And that's kind of been their Achilles heel all year is it's not consistent offense. Here's what they can't do. They can't lose both games next week. Mm-hmm. They can't do what they did in in Tempe and then lose in the Pac-12 tournament and think that this AS, this win over U of A is going to get them in because it's it's not over. That that win, this win was awesome, miracle at McHale, but it could all mean nothing if the rest of the these games that they have remaining don't at least be if if they're like fights, then you maybe have a chance. Like if they lose both next week, and then they lose in the Pac-12 tournament. But even then, I think it's a stretch. Uh, they they got to buckle down and they got to win at least one of two next week, and they've got to be competitive in the other one. Um, I'm and not then, saying bear down there. You got to hit buckle down. Buckle down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah of course. Yeah. You know, I'm not I'm not going to say bear down after that. Um, but yeah. They've, you know, they've got a, they've got work to do still. This isn't done. This isn't there in the tournament. They just just don't get overconfident. That's what I'm saying. Do not get overconfident. Yeah. We've seen this team have great wins before and then end up in the first four or like not even in the tournament. So it's it's just one of those things where they they need to focus. We talked to Bobby Hurley about this the other day when he was in this studio with us, Jake about how most of the games this season outside of the Michigan game and a couple other non-conference games have been pretty close, 
right? Yeah. I mean, the UC- USC game, like, USC was basically winning the entire second half, and ASU came back in the final two minutes of the game. But This adds to their with a six-point or fewer right. game yes. record, which is astounding. But I think way. that necessary that help. Not only does it give them experience in close games, but it helps their case that they've been in almost every single game this year. Yeah, it, it, it gives you experience of what needs to be done, how important each possession becomes at the end of a game when literally every... We saw how many lead changes in the last couple minutes. Like, the fact that you've had games that you've both won and lost, right? Bobby told us in this room, like, that was our first win in OT. And the fact that you get that experience... And again, it, I, going back to the coconuts, I, I think it's why <laughs> it's why they have confidence in themselves. Like, yeah... Like, do you have that coconut's bite somewhere, Jesse? I do not, <laughs> Des, unfortunately. Des was 0 for 4 from 3. He ended up hitting, an, not that just that 3, he hit 3s before that as well. Yeah, he, hit, he hit a 3 before that, and then he hit that one. Like, just because he's cold wow. doesn't mean he can't hit it at the end, which is, like, shooter's going to shoot. But, he like, it's just, it's, like, it's astounding because it's just, like, you would think, oh, my, I've missed all four of my 3s. When we were at the the last game, when we had the coconut, the coconut <laughs> quote, like they were one of thirteen, and then hit two threes back to back, and it's just like that's what they do, man. Desmond Cambridge Jr. I have to say he's pro, you know, he's he's the guy on this team. Yes, as we've said, he's him. Uh, said, before the first U of A game, we said the way ASU wins this game. This was before the first yes. U of A is if Desmond Cambridge Jr. plays well. Yes, and, and he, he's the guy on ASU, but you know he's also the J.R. Smith of ASU, and you love J.R. Smith. Yeah, that's, uh, not, J- that's not a bash against yeah, Des. Yeah, J.R. Smith. You know he sometimes would take shots that you're like, yeah, but no, you know no, no, yes. he could also he yes he could also drop thirty, and so that's that's what Des can do for you. I will he, say Des knew what the score was. Yeah, that is true. He knew what the score was. He did know what the score was. He hasn't done that yet, so that separates him from Jerry Smith. <laughs> I Maybe was at Des, that game. Fun fact: but, you were at what? Were you wait? You were at the NBA Finals, 2018 game one. Yeah. Why? Wait, hold on. <laughs> Pause. So you've been look- to an NBA Finals game? Yes. You've been to one of the most famous NBA Finals games of all time. Yes. In a terrible series, by the way. I mean... I was at, a ter- I was at an NBA Finals game in a terrible series, too. The, the, heat, the one the Heat lost to the Spurs. I went to t- the 20-point blowout in Game 4. I, I, I got <laughs> a question. A series where every game was a 20... Like, there was one where it was, every game was a blowout. Yeah. I got a question for you. Uh, it was probably the Cavs <laughs> series in 07. <laughs> that, that was terrible. Uh, I, I have a question for you, Jake, before we go back to uh, ASU talk. Uh, LeBron's tantrum that he threw after that, how was that live? Couldn't really tell, right? I mean, granted, this is the NBA Finals, so I wasn't sitting the closest. (laughs) (laughs) It was Um, one of the funniest things I've ever seen on on camera. I I just remember the... the, I mean, full disclosure, I bet on the Warriors that game. So I was a a Warriors fan. Uh, But the person person behind me, when when JR had the ball and was just dribbling, I literally vividly remember the voice of just, what the is he doing? (laughs) (laughs) And it was like, yeah! What are you doing? Hi! <laughs> Shoot it! Go! <laughs> Score! Um, that series could have been completely different if he had made that. That was the only time I saw KD in person. Can't wait to see him more. Um, Great. All right. ASU, so we don't lose our our audience Jemaine here. Neal? Dude. <laughs> that, without Austin Nunez, you, you had to have a performance like that from Luther Muhammad made a shot as well. He... Out of his slump a little bit. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, but Jemani was in double figures. Right. And I'm, I'm, Made a couple corner threes. I'm upset now that Devin fouled out and didn't get to double figures <laughs> because we, got, we would be able to extend... Nine points. We would be able to extend... The double figures Devin Cambridge streak, which I believe is at thirteen and zero, not fourteen. They got they got performances though out of their bench tonight. Yeah, you had Alonzo Gaffney did foul out, but he had four. He was four for six from the field, ten points. You got Jemiah Neal did five he have two threes. Jesse, he did. He had two threes. Jemiah also had two threes. Correct. They both, and it wasn't like they were out here two for seven, two for eight. You had Jemiah two for five, forty percent good. Alonzo two for four, fifty percent. We've seen those guys be able to knock down threes. It's just not on a consistent basis. And tonight they did. They did exactly what they should have. And I just want to bring this back to the first game as well. In the first game, we said, oh man, if ASU had just made a couple more three-pointers. And you look at this game, and both teams made 11 threes. And that is so big for this win. ASU has just not been that good of a three-point shooting team. Actually, they've been one of the worst three-point shooting teams in not, the country. Not since we've been at this. Not since we've been following this school. Even yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, the guard year was pretty good from three, but. But anyway, Cody helped that. Yeah, yeah. Cody Justice was great from three that year. Trey Holder was pretty good. Shannon was pretty good. Those three guys, they they could shoot the three. But yeah, this team this year has not been a good three point shooting team at all. And they come out on the road in Tucson, and you know hit eleven threes. That takes some coconuts. Coconuts. Jake. Does this team ride this momentum to do what Oregon State did last year? I don't want to get two years ago. Right, two years ago, twenty twenty one. No, <laughs> I just can't, I don't want to put. I can't say it before the horse, but like, I can't say it. You only have the two games left. You're literally playing the hardest teams in your conference now. So like, it's it's the best of the best that the pack has to offer. Show if you're worthy. You're coming off an emotional win. Very yes, that's very very good point. The only thing I. So earlier when we were talking about the fact that U of A plays UCLA on Saturday, could UCLA overlook ASU as a trap game? But I don't know if necessarily that will be the mindset coming off of this game. No. and right? like you- if, if, if ASU would have lost by like 30 today... Maybe they have a better chance to beat UCLA from a mental perspective. I don't think Jaime Jaquez and Tiger Campbell have trap games anymore. Like those guys have been playing college basketball since you know JJ Redick and Adam Morrison were going at it. So uh, JJ Redick, the best deep two. Oh, of all Jesse, time. Uh, three pointer for your life. Uh, JJ Redick or Larry Bird. Oh, man, uh, I gotta go. Uh, I gotta go, JJ. Oh wow! Even the birds gonna be able to get open. Oh, I don't life. know, JJ Redick or Larry Bird. What or Desmond Cambridge Junior. Type of three, just a, any three. three. Yeah, corner three. But like, are we talking about when JJ Redick was in college? Or are we talking about the NBA? We're talking peak JJ Redick. Okay, but you understand when he was in college, the three point line was closer than it is now. I'm talking much NBA closer. Three. Then I'm taking Bird. Okay. Okay. I would take Desmond Cambridge Junior. Um, <laughs> He made a half court shot. Or it was behind two seconds oh, left. By the way, that UCLA shot, Jesse, or that that uh, shot beyond half court for Des was against uh, UCLA as well. Okay, at half, yeah, before the half. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, USC. Was anyway, the one though, who hit a shot at the half? I, I just can't believe 
that this team is going to ride the wave just because we've never seen that happen, <laughs> at least in the Bobby Hurley era. I think that you know it, it, we've got to just start talking scenarios because, again, I think it's going to be like close loss, win, maybe lose in, the, for, in their, their first Pac-12 tournament game. Like that, That's what I think we're looking at here. Yeah. Just, be, just based off of history, I hope they prove me wrong. But, um, that, you know, that, again, that's, that's what I see. So you just got to start talking scenarios, looking at the net rankings, looking at Joey Brackets, even though I've had some issues with him this year. <laughs> Enough. Enough um, with that guy. All right. So uh, look ahead real quick before, before we uh, get out of here. Again, that, that game against UCLA is on Thursday um, at Poly Pavilion, 7 p.m., uh, you can listen to it on the Arizona Sports app. It's also on ESPN. And then Arizona State uh, takes on USC. Um, again, both USC and ASU at the moment have 20 wins on the season. Uh, that game's on Saturday, 9 p.m. local time start. Um, that's uh, Both can games can also be heard on Arizona Sports 98.7. Cool. So I'm seeing from... Uh down uh, in Tucson, some photos from some of the media members, and we've got Bobby drenched. He obviously got the the post locker room uh, shower. Was this his first win against uh, against Lloyd? Right? Was this his first win? Correct. Against Lloyd? Correct. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Lloyd has won. Eight, I heard this on the broadcast. He's he has won before this game had won eighty eight percent of his games at Arizona. Yeah, it's insane. He had eight losses coming yeah. in. Yeah, it's insane. I'm, I'm wondering if this is kind of the. Like for from if I'm a and I know we're an ASU podcast, but if I'm U of A and I'm Tommy Lloyd, like I think this is a, a great loss. Like yeah. the, like the time of it, right before you it's get like to a tournament po- game. Yeah, like, uh, like it, it's it's you're beatable. I think they've shown that though. But but I'm saying for like as a coach, the way a coach would think, like if 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 you're on your A game, and another team is on their A game, you can still lose, kind of thing. Like. Like, it's, I know, it's like, I know you have a. Do you remember when Ken, Kentucky was undefeated and Calipari literally was like, "I'm praying we lose," because with every win, you just get that much more, right? And it's like, yeah, but they, again, they've had losses, some some very bad losses this right, year. But it's not like they played well in those games. They played yeah. pretty good today. Yeah, both teams great. shot over fifty. Yeah, but if yeah. if you have a good loss, aren't you going to be like, eh, I mean, I guess the players' mindset is still that they're but here's the they lost, but. ASU is not trying to win a national championship. They're trying. Who to, says that? The reality. Eh. If, they're trying to, if, but they're, they, they don't. They, they may not have. No, enough but that, is that's what not. You're that's not their expectation. That's not their goal. Their goal is to is to make a tournament run. U of A's is to go to the Final Four. Anything short of a Final Four appearance is failure. Yeah, they have that. Like they, 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 there are, and that's my point. Is it's like they are much more serious about everything. Not the ASU isn't, but it's like. You you're you're trying to garner everything you can to get yourself into the dance. To whereas the team you just beat is trying to win the dance. From following the Pac-12 this year and watching the two teams, I think that UCLA is not miles ahead of U of A, but I think that they're pretty far ahead of them. I just like their experience better. Uh, they again. They've been to a Final Four. Uh, they're yeah. they're playing seven players on U U of A. So I mean, you got to win to win it all. Seven, seven wins in a row. 
Like, unless you're unless you're in the play-in, right? Two. Sixty-four. The first four. You're in if you're in the first four. So you have to win six. Yeah. So you have to win seven if you're one of the play-ins. Yeah. So you got to win six games in a row. I don't think I don't think U of A can do that. I I have way more faith in UCLA. I love their experience. Yeah, I agree. And that's how I feel like about. I like Mick Cronin as a coach too. They obviously because I don't know why I'm going to say this, but UNC is also kind of like UCLA in the way because they've had that experience. They have all those players coming back. UNC is not as like good record-wise this year as UCLA, but like those are the dangerous teams. Not going to get into UNC. <laughs> Just look it up. The, those, but those are the dangerous teams is what I'm saying. Yeah, but like UCLA is really dangerous because they're good. Like They're, they're not having a down season. They have a ton of experience. Right. And UNC is having a down season. There's some rumors of stuff. I don't know if it's confirmed or not, but it's just that that, that program seems to be a mess from the from the way outside looking in. So I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that UNC is is UCLA right now. I'm just saying the the roster construction. Sure, yeah. sure, but yeah, there's yeah. there's yeah. <laughs> anyway, Kevin Durant out tomorrow. Wow! Oh, breaking news! Breaking we just news. broke news. Yeah. We broke news. Suns related. I know many of our listening or watching. Dwayne Rankin. Audience. Let's 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 do the for, job correctly. For who? For Dwayne Rankin. Of the Arizona. Central. Yeah. 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 Republic. Yeah. Yeah. So, but here we here we are though. If you're if you're also a Suns fan, which probably everybody watching or listening to this is, we um, were talking about KD, so I thought it was pertinent. Kenny Dillingham. <laughs> I love how we played that and it happened. <laughs> okay, real quick, what was more? What was, what was more? Uh, what did you expect to happen more? Des to hit that shot or KD to come here? KD. KD. Oh, <laughs> 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 that, that still was a miracle. Both he, happened. You know, it made up for. I can't remember what crappy mid-major ASU was playing but like a few years ago there was a half-court shot that went down at and it won the game it was like a 59 to 58 December yes. game and th- th- that made up that. for this that made Who up for this playing Jake it was so, it was like UC Santa last Barbara year? or something I think it was two last, years ago No, I think it was last year it was like UC Santa Barbara or something it was like, like yeah it was like or UC Irvine something along those lines yeah, it was. I don't recall. Um, anyway, but it makes up for that. I'm, the fans will know. Right before we get out of here, let, let's play this Tim Healy call with Kyle Dodd screaming in the background of uh, Dez's shot. So the final 2.9 seconds inbounded to Dez Cambridge launches from back court. Oh! Got it! He made it! Oh! He made it! He made it! Dez Cambridge knocks down a three from back court, and the Sun Devils have won it. The Sun Devils have won it on a desperation three-pointer from Des Cambridge. <laughs> Incredible. Let's go. Nothing but net from about 60 feet away for Des Cambridge. Oh, my goodness. My favorite part of that is Kyle Dodd screaming in the background. It's like it, it literally sounds like he's on a roller coaster. <laughs> it sounds like he is on like the best roller coaster that you've ever ridden before. Like and Jeremy wouldn't relate because he's scared of them. Make uh, sure make sure to go to at AZ Sports Devils on Twitter where you probably are right now. I, um, I, and and uh, and tweet at us and Kyle Dodd and tell us what he sounds like. 
Yes, please do that. Yeah. Please do that. Wrong uh, answers only. Yeah, sure. Wrong answers only. And then also, I did find it. It was UC Riverside. <laughs> well, we, yeah, it was one of the UCs. It was a UC <laughs> or a yeah. or a Cal State something. Before we get out of here, um, we might talk about this next week uh, if we have time. But I want to get your guys's right now predictions on what happens the final two regular season games of the season jesse go man you're gonna ask me right now this might change subject to change they lose a close one to ucla they beat usc that's all i wanted i just want the regular season there you go okay that that's what i think is gonna happen do i have to pick who they beat can i just say split okay you can just say that you don't know which one I, I I would I putting us on the spot, Jeremy. That's fine. I, I That's can't, what the podcast is for. I can't see them. Like I can't say out loud. Yeah, they're gonna beat two of the top seven teams in the country on the road in four days, right. five days. Like to after, but they've been pretty damn good on the road and in conference play. Yeah, they've had a, a bunch of neutral site wins too. But I don't know, man. Like, like USC is not as talented, but the matchup wise makes it. Where like, the final score is probably going to be like sixty-one to fifty-eight. Yeah. Like, whereas the UCLA game could be just like today. But I don't. Given the games we've already seen them play against U of A twice in UCLA, I don't know if they have the ability to keep up offensively like they did today. Like they're going to have to do that again to beat UCLA. Yeah, I, and that's why I don't think. This is a good tournament team because I think they're one of those teams that they win two out of like they could win two out of every three games, which obviously doesn't get you. It gets you to the Sweet Sixteen, which is not that hard to get to. (laughs) But you could go one like theoretically though you could go like win loss win, and in this case you would be out if they do get in. They'll they'll be an eleven seed, which probably means Dayton. I don't. No, no, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. If they a play in eleven, I don't know if eleven. Play in eleven. Well, they're all, all the eleven seeds, I believe, are play-ins. Um, Jeremy, hmm. I I don't I don't see them as a Dayton team if they if they take care of business like I'm saying. I think they'll be like a ten seed, maybe a nine. No, they'll probably be an eleven. Yeah, yeah, okay, they'll probably be an eleven. Okay, whatever um, you say. I just I I just that's what I see. Well, anyway, we will probably do some sort of show on Selection Sunday because uh, I think now, it's Selection Monday now. It's definitely Selection Sunday. Still, well, it's sixteen days away, and today is a Saturday. Yeah, it's it's Selection Sunday, Jeremy. I don't know about all that. <laughs> Jeremy, w- be stop questioning. I don't think so, Tim. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know. Um, my thoughts. For all you uh, home and Selection Sunday is on there. March 12th. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm wrong. See, this is what I do here. Jeremy well, says something, I debunk him, well, and that's how this say, podcast why goes. Why say on CBS it was 16 days away? I don't know. I, don't, I, I just look at what it actually is. Okay. Anyway. Um... My thoughts. Selection Monday. USC, UCLA. They don't even do. They used to do the women's tournament on ready? Monday. They don't do this? the women's tournament on Monday. They, but they, they do win. both on Sunday now. I think they win both <gasps> on the road. Oh, boy, I think this win propels them to win both those games on the road. I think it helps them. I think it showed that they can play with these big time teams. Jeremy A. Bayless. And I think that they win. I think that they do it. And I think that makes it so that, you know, if they win one in Pac-12 Pac-12 tournament play, they don't have to win a second. Jeremy A. Bayless. Anyway, (laughs) my thoughts. Um, 
that's going to do it for this edition of State of the Sun Devils. Thank you so much for uh, watching on Twitter and listening on uh, wherever you get your podcasts. For Jesse Morrison and Jake Anderson, I'm Jeremy Schnell. We'll talk to you later in the week. Ciao.